You can save every day by shopping at Whole Foods Market. Seriously, don't just go for the big sales. Walk the store and see the savings for yourself. In the seafood department, look for the yellow low price sign on Whole Foods Market Responsibly Farm Salmon. This fish is perfect for the grill. Buttery, fatty, yet lean, nice thick fillets. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it, and I know I can get it at a great price. There's so many ways to save at Whole Foods Market. Now you know. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Grammar Girl here. Today's topic is, what's with those people who talk weird? Or regionalisms. Language is constantly changing, and a lot of people have asked me how and why it happens. This isn't my area of expertise, but I've done a lot of reading about it lately, and it's an interesting topic. The development of the printing press led people to think about standardizing the English language, especially spelling, whereas travel and trade led to interactions with people who spoke other languages and was a catalyst for adding new words. When we encounter new things, whether a new spice long ago or a new technology today, we need new words to describe them. Also, when people are bilingual, they sometimes create new words that are a combination of the two languages. I remember interviewing the founder of the magazine Latina when it first came out, and she talked about her decision to use Spanglish words in the magazine, or words that are a combination of English and Spanish, such as marqueta for supermarket. In the same way that people in social groups tend to wear similar clothes, people create slang and new words to show that they're part of the same group. Think about the Valley Girls in California. They, like, totally had a particular way of speaking. And you can usually spot MBAs by their phrases such as paradigms for incentivizing key FTEs. In fact, I'm having a hard time thinking of a strong group that doesn't have its own jargon or slang. The separation of American English from British English was an important part of the early American identity, and the first dictionary of American English was published in 1828 by Noah Webster. Regionalisms are words that are associated with a particular region. A classic regionalism is seen in how people refer to fizzy sugar water. Is it soda, pop, coke, or something else? I grew up in Seattle, and we called it pop. When I moved to California, I noticed that everyone called it soda, and if you're from the South, you probably call it Coke. Dialects vary in different geographic regions, at least partly because there's less interaction between groups that are physically far apart. A new word or phrase may arise in one group and not have a chance to spread to other groups because interactions are limited. When groups of people don't interact with each other, their language tends to change in different ways. Because of my background in science, I've always thought of this as a process similar to genetic isolation, where groups that are separated accumulate different mutations in their DNA. So I was happily surprised in my research for this episode to see that some linguists use natural selection as an analogy for how language changes. Of course, because of air travel and the internet, it's much easier for people to interact these days, so there's less language isolation. I regularly read the BBC News on the internet, whereas it would have been much more difficult for me to do that 20 years ago. 
A common regionalism that listeners ask me about is people using the phrase online instead of inline to mean they're physically waiting in a row with other people. For example, Mary wrote that she read a story in the New York Times describing people standing online instead of standing in line. She said she's been hearing it more and more in the past few years, and she thinks it sounds ridiculous. And Julie noted that it's irritating because when someone says they're online, she assumes they're on the internet. There's nothing grammatically incorrect about using online to mean standing in line. It just sounds strange to people who aren't used to hearing it. From the dialect map I've linked to from the website, it's clear that people who say online are clustered in New York City, New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and possibly Philadelphia. This is a very small but densely populated media-rich area. The phrase standing online will probably spread as it becomes widely distributed by large New York television programs and publications, and as people travel and move in and out of the region. A Google search for standing in line returns about 37 times as many hits as the search for standing online, so it would appear that for the time being, in line is still much more common. Another regionalism that people ask me about a lot is the southernism y'all, which is short for you all. Again, there's nothing wrong with you all or y'all, but it's a regionalism that will peg you as being from the southern United States if you use it, because today, in standard English, the word you is both a singular and plural second-person nominative pronoun, and that just means that you use it when you're talking to one person or a group of people. But a long time ago, English actually had different singular and plural second-person pronouns. Thou was singular, and ye, ye, was plural. According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary of English Usage, at some point in the 14th century, the plural form you started being used to address one person as a way to show respect. They point out that once the word you started being used that way, the use was likely to spread because it's always safer to show respect than not to. To me, it's shocking that our language could have lost such a useful tool as differentiation between an individual or a group. Would you like to go to dinner can mean either would you squiggly like to go to dinner or would you, the group made up of squiggly, aardvark, and Sir Frank a lot, like to go to dinner. And the need to differentiate between those two meanings is probably the reason that regionalisms such as y'all came about. Other substitutes include yous, you guys, yins, youins, and you lot. Personally, I love the word y'all. Ever since I worked as a restaurant hostess in college and had to continually address groups of people, asking them, for example, would you all like to sit indoors or outdoors, I wondered why the English language didn't have a formal word that I could use to inclusively address a group, such as ear in German. You guys was the only other version I'd heard of at the time, and it sounded too informal to use at work. You all sounds much more polite. And now I'm reflecting on the fact that the language lost ye because of people trying to be polite, and now I use y'all, a word considered non-standard, also in an attempt to be polite. And here's an aside about y'all. Most sources agree that y'all should only be used to address groups, and Southerners say that Northerners give themselves away as Yankees when they use y'all to address one person. In addition, I'm not absolutely certain about this, but I found a few less formal references that say y'all is the plural for small groups, and all y'all is the southernism for addressing larger groups. For example, when calling a school assembly to order, a principal might say, all y'all settle down now. Please post a comment at the blog if you can confirm that this is true. 
Finally, it seems to me that nearly everything about language variation is a generalization. If you look closely at the dialect maps I've linked to from the webpage, you'll see that there are almost always outliers. For example, although New York is the epicenter of people who wait online at the store, there's a smattering of people in many other states who do also say online instead of inline. And after my last show about on accident versus by accident, a listener from New York wrote in to dispute that the difference is an age-related phenomenon. Despite the fact that the researcher I referenced found a striking correlation between age and word choice, with on accident being almost exclusively limited to people under age 35, the listener noted that his 75-year-old parents have always said on accident, and that in his experience, on accident is a New York regionalism. That's all. If you have a question, my email address is feedback at qdnow.com, and my voicemail line is 206-338-GIRL. That's 206-338-4475. Thanks for listening. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power Dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.